And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course, and it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, and we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hello, Tour Story listeners. Thank you for your continued support, and welcome to Season 4. I'd like to take a second to thank our friends and sponsors over at Isotope. Here at Ruinous, Chris and I rely heavily on easy-to-use tools like RX and Ozone for all of our audio repair, mixing, and mastering. Now, Tour Story listeners can get 10% off Isotope plugins or try Music Production Suite Pro for free for 30 days using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. To get your discount and check out all of their easy-to-use products, go to isotope.com slash ruinous. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com slash ruinous. And use code FRET10. And thank you for listening. Hey, Sarah. Hey. Hey, it's Joe Plummer. How's it going? Uh, good. How are you? Good. Uh, sorry I've been bothering you so much. Just wanted to try to get a tour story from you if you're down. Uh, what kind of tour story? Uh, anything, let's say, dramatic, fun, depressing that's happened to you on the road. Have you had anything, any drama on the road ever? Everything's depressing on the road. Hello? Hey. Sarah Peacock is a singer-songwriter from Nashville by way of Atlanta, Georgia. In this episode, Sarah tells us how a tour bus fire becomes a tale of generosity, community support, and drastically changes her outlook on songwriting and life. 
from Ruinous Media. This is Tour Stories. I've been in the music business now for about 15 years. I started in 2005 when I graduated from Belmont University. I hit the road running. I was a, a young, passionate kid, and I had no idea of the challenges that would come in the years to follow um, trying to be an independent touring musician. Most people know that the music business is not all glitz and glamour. A lot of people understand that it's a, a business of ups and downs, a lot of rejection, lots of hills and valleys. And as I can recall, a valley period, um, a period of, of a low point that I was going through back in uh, 2015, I was ghosted by a management company that I was working with. And we were supposed to record an album at RCA Studio A down in, in Nashville and Music Row, which is a, a hugely famous historic recording studio. And uh, now Dave Cobb runs the studio there, and he's recorded all kinds of incredible records there with people like Chris Stapleton, Brandy Carlisle, and oh gosh, the list goes on, John Prine. And, you know, when this arrangement came to an end, I was devastated. You know, um, I'd spent years of sacrificing and lots of ups and downs. And I thought, I think when I landed that opportunity that, hey, this was going to be it. You know, I, I've worked so hard and I'm going to see the fruits of my labor start to pay off. And I, I got real depressed after that. I spent about eight months really without a whole lot of purpose in my life and feeling just uh, worthless. <laughs> And New Year's came around in 2016, and I thought, you know, I'm not going to let that experience keep me from moving forward. I'm going to pick myself up here. I'm going to dust off my boots, and I am going to keep on going. And so I thought the best way to do that would be to maybe release a couple of new songs maybe that I recorded live. So I, I put together a, a live record that I had been sitting on for a while and I started shopping for a vehicle to get back out on the road. And as a touring artist, I've lived sort of this transient troubadour lifestyle. You know, I've never really had a home of my own. So I'm always kind of bouncing around from place to place. You know, I've always had a storage unit in Nashville. Um, but I found this tour bus in Austin, Texas. And so I bought it on Valentine's Day in 2016. And it was a bit of a project, so I knew it needed a little bit of repair, and I wanted to kind of give it a facelift on the inside. So I spent about three months renovating this tour bus and made it my own. It turned out beautiful, um, and I was ready to go. I was ready to go for this record release tour that I had planned, um, planned to hit the road. So we hit the road from Texas, and we were on the road for about three weeks. We're supposed to go all the way up to, uh, the West Coast, up through Canada to Alaska to play a bunch of summer festivals. And uh, we were on the road about three weeks, and that tour bus burned down to the ground <laughs> in Northern California um, at a Love's Truck Stop, no less. And I could just remember that feeling being it inside the truck stop. I think we had stopped for some snacks. And somebody comes running in yelling, there's a bus on fire. There's a bus on fire. 
And oh my God, I instantly knew. I knew that it was it was my bus. So I ran, I ran outside and my dogs were on board. I had this this dog named Gibson. He was my little beagle mix. And oh my God, that dog was my heart. And he was my little road dog for about nine years. Liberty, my other dog, she came running out, opened the door, screaming for the dogs to come out. Liberty came out and Gibson did not. So my my partner, who was with me at the time, uh, actually ran on board and and uh, rescued Gibson. He had a, a baby gate that had fallen on him and he couldn't move. So um, so she she rescued Gibson and um, they both came running out of the bus. But I'll tell you, in, in those couple of minutes where my partner and my dog were on board of a burning bus, I mean that those are probably the most terrifying couple of minutes of my life. So the dogs are safe. My partner's safe. We're out in the parking lot watching this bus just go up in flames. And everything that I've worked for, everything that I've sacrificed for is just incinerated. And I, I don't, I don't think I've ever felt so defeated in my life. Um, it, it just felt like I didn't have the heart to go on at that point. I was exhausted I was just, I mean, it's really hard to find the words to describe how, just how low I felt. And the fire department came and when they, when they arrived, they put the fire out. And as we were kind of sorting through some of the rubble, we had garbage bags, you know, uh, there were a couple of coffee mugs that I was able to save and couple other things. And, you know, we were covered. I just remember being absolutely filthy um, with soot from the fire. And as we were walking over uh, to the, this little truck stop motel um, next to the loves, I just remember this, the, the, the front desk person just being so grossly unaffected and unmoved by our appearance. And I just, it was just, it just made me feel invisible, you know, and I don't think I've ever felt that alone before. So we checked into this, this Roach motel and we we're just quiet the whole night. I didn't have anything to say. I just, I knew that I just did not want to go on. I thought, you know, if I'm going to, if I worked for 12 years at that point on this music career, I have relentlessly pursued my passion I've given so much of myself to this, and this is how the universe repays me. All right, maybe I'll take the hint. Maybe it's time to quit music altogether and do something else. So the next day, I think it was a, a, somebody from Phoenix, Arizona started a fundraiser, and it went viral in my community of followers and, and fans. And... I think within a couple of days, we raised almost $10,000, um, which was incredible. You know, it helped offset some of the cost of losing the bus and everything in it, all the gear and stuff. And so with that money, I, I took some of it and rented a, uh, a minivan for a few days because we had, of course, other shows to get to. And at that point, you know, I'd lost everything else. I needed to, you know, keep those shows, that income. So we got we got the minivan and kept on trucking and along the way over the next week or so we started I started getting care packages of of things from people I got someone mailed me a, a sound system 
because mine had burned in the fire. Uh, someone mailed me a bunch of music gear. Uh, musician friends were sending things like cables, capos, strings, guitar straps, pedal tuners, you know, things that um, I didn't have that I needed to be able to do my job. And we I, we were at a show in Washington State, um, still had the minivan at that point. And I remember this man came up to me after the show and he said, Sarah, I was so touched by your story about the bus fire and the story of your career that I, 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 I have this motor home and I feel like I'm supposed to give it to you to finish your tour. And I mean, it brought me to my knees and I, I just started weeping and I was overjoyed and full of tears at the same time. It was, um, it was such a moving experience to have this man offer his motor home to help me finish this, this tour. And so fortunately we didn't have to miss a single tour date after the bus burned down. So we got this motor home and we went up through Canada and to Alaska and played all those festivals, all those shows, did some sightseeing along the way. And, um, you know, in the reflection, looking back on the whole experience of the bus fire in the aftermath, to me, it's really a story of people coming together for something they believe in. And that something, that someone was me. And it, it was so incredible for me to receive that kind of overwhelming love from my fans. And I thought, you know, if all these people are going to raise money and um, get behind me, what they're really saying is that I matter. My music matters. It's making a difference. And Sarah Peacock, don't you dare give up. <laughs> and I took that to heart. I really did. I thought if they're going to speak up, I'm going to listen. I chose to believe them in those moments. I chose to believe them. And how that translated for me in the following years was my music took on a whole new uh, perspective. I started getting really serious about my platform. Um, if people were listening, then I felt like I needed to write things that had meaning. And um, so I started letting my passion for social justice shine through a lot of my songs. I wrote a song called The Cool Kids. I wrote Burn the Witch um, from out of that whole experience of just understanding and fully grasping that if people are going to listen and they are, and it, and it means something to them that I should believe that and take it seriously. And so uh, it really did shift my songwriting. And a lot of the songs on this new record, Burn the Witch, would have never happened if that bus fire hadn't happened. So it's not something that I'll say I would ever wish on anyone else. It was a terrible thing to go through. But I will say that I don't regret it. It's part of my story now. And it's uh, a story of overcoming. And that's a beautiful thing. It's a, a reminder to me that music matters, that what I'm doing is making a difference. And I can continue to plant positive seeds of change by amplifying marginalized communities by sharing their stories. I want to elevate the underdog because I myself have been an underdog and I know what that feels like. And as a part of a marginalized community myself, it's easy to get 
incredibly passionate about these issues. And so music is a vehicle for me to do that. And um, I'm so thrilled that I was brave enough after that, that experience of going through the bus fire to tap into that with my career. I feel the most fulfilled when I can carry out my purpose in life, which is being with people and sharing that message, connecting, being in communion with my fellow humans. And as I'm telling this story now, I'm reminded that it's going to be okay and that I need to remember to forge on and that there are people that are listening, that it, that the music does matter and that this too shall pass and we will once again be reunited. Thanks to Sarah for the story, and thanks to you for listening. If you like tour stories, please subscribe. And don't forget about our companion episode, The Check-In, all at ruinousmedia.com slash tour stories.